What's up, muggles? Welcome to the teaser episode of the Restricted Section Podcast, in which a group of millennial nerds with liberal arts degrees discuss the most formative books of their lives, Harry Potter. I'm your host, Christina Kahn, wordsmith extraordinaire and extreme Harry Potter fan. I'm starting a podcast with some of my best friends, in which we will all reread the Harry Potter series and talk it through chapter by chapter. I guess it's sort of a book club, and you're all invited. Today's episode, which we're calling Number Zero, will be an opportunity for you to meet my brilliant, ridiculous friends. We're going to chat a bit about our backgrounds, as well as our history with the beloved Harry Potter series. We're also going to be testing some things out, like our new microphone, and the psychotic notion that 10 people can happily coexist in a podcast together with no overlapping voices or yelling. As we can rarely get through movie night without raising our voices, this should be a fun experiment for everyone. With any luck, issues we experience in this teaser will be resolved before we get into Harry Potter proper. So without further ado, though I do love to hear myself talk, I invite you to join us in the restricted section. My name's Christina. I'm your host. I'm a Hufflepuff, and I think that's really obvious to people who meet me. I have a degree in English Linguistics from ODU. And I'm an amateur author, and I work as a publicist at Brainy Lane Publishers, which is a small press in Richmond, Virginia. That was so many qualifications. <laughs> I have none of those. I'm Mary Clay. I am a Slytherin. I graduated with a communications degree, so that's close. <laughs> I host a Lord of the Rings podcast, which is kind of like this one, What's but it not. It's called That's What I'm Talking About. Every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, my name's Andrew. I graduated from ODU as well, but with a political science degree, which is totally applicable to Harry Potter. I'll explain later how. Um, yeah, and I, I work at a gym, which is also totally applicable to Harry Potter. But yeah, I, last time I was sorted, I was a Ravenclaw, so I'm assuming that's still the case, but I guess we'll find out maybe later. My name's Mike, and much like Mary, I don't really have a lot of qualifications. Uh... Passion is a qualification. Amen. Uh, I graduated or barely graduated high school, um, but I've been a lifelong reader and uh, yeah. What house are you? Oh, uh, I'm a Slytherin. You're not. He's full of shit. That's what he is. I I need to put this on record. Um, Don't edit this out. Michael is incredibly, incredibly Gryffindor. He is the most Gryffindor human being you have ever met. And I say that qualified as his fiance. You'll hear that when the audio spikes when he talks. That's, that's the Gryffindor in him. I'm Brooke. I'm the disembodied voice to date. I am a Ravenclaw. I graduated with a degree in English and almost all but four credits of a degree in theater uh, from James Madison University. Theater, I was focusing on theater theory and performative analysis. And then for English, I was focusing on film and theater as literature. So with that crystal clear direction, I ended up doing none of the above. My name is Grace. I am also a Ravenclaw, and I graduated from University of Virginia with a degree in English, and I work alongside our illustrious host, uh, Christina, at Brandy Lane Publishers as the administrator. I'm Haley. I graduated from New Hampshire Institute of Art with a creative writing degree, which you can get as a major if you go to a small enough school, (laughs) and I am... Very probably a Ravenclaw, uh, and I'm an editor and project manager also at Brandy Lane Publishers. <clears throat> Wonderful. 
What was y'all's introduction to Harry Potter? Like, did you read them when they were coming out as a kid? So I've actually, so I was in a terrible, terrible school when I first moved to North Carolina. That's where I grew up. And one of my, I like cried every night because the classroom bookshelves only went up to like a level three, like I can read book. And I had to get a special pass to go to the library to check out chapter books. And everybody made fun of me for it. And about like four months into this hellacious experience, I transferred to another school. And the first thing that happened was I walked into my new like homeroom and there were floor to ceiling, like wall to wall bookshelves. And because I was like brand new and didn't know anyone, I was like talking to my new homeroom teacher and I was like, oh, like I just really like reading. And she was, there's, there's this really great series that's like just coming out. And I think you should really read it here. I have a copy. And she loaned me her copy of Sorcerer's Stone and at that point only two of the books had come out and so I started reading it from like there on and then like crash read them every time a new book came out yeah that's awesome you literally had to go to the restricted (laughs) section at your first yeah um I got into it around the same time uh it was the one and only time in my entire life that I ever got grounded because I was an extremely boring child um, oh my god, I, I was what allowed, did you do? I was allowed to <laughs> watch TV for one hour a day, and my mom caught me watching Animaniacs with the volume turned way down. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got grounded for like a week from watching TV. She took me to Barnes & Noble because I was all like grumpy, and like I hated anything popular, but she picked out um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. She was like, a lot of people are reading this right now, and I was like, meh, I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> But she read me the first chapter, and I was so hooked that, like, the whole way home, she was, like, reading it while she was driving oh over yeah. her shoulder. Like, audiobook and drive is the preferred yeah. method. Yes. Definitely the preferred method. Um, but, yeah, so after that, every time a new book came out, my mom and I had this tradition where she would read the books aloud to me, and she did, like, voices for all the characters. That's so and many would, characters. It was a lot of characters. Shout out she to had Bridget. different yeah. voices for everyone. And <laughs> anytime a new book would come out, like, we would get it immediately, and my mom would read it out loud, and I would rub her feet, and we would have popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was gonna say, and like that was how I got into reading. I was yeah. gonna say that is the most amazing and adorable thing, and my parents suck. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom. Well, I got into Harry Potter around the same age. I think probably a lot of us did. Um, my papa was like a really avid reader. Definitely like old white man. He would read a lot of like biographies and stuff. But he got me this Harry Potter trilogy, probably because it was hot and poppin' and looked really cool. So it was like the trilogy that he gifted me, and I destroyed them obviously i devoured them (laughs) um and then i was like these are so good you should read them because it it never occurred to me that like he didn't like fantasy books at all he read biographies all the time but i was like eight so i was like that's stupid like i don't think he liked fantasy that much but he read them all and then as you guys might remember they came out around harry slash jk rowling's birthday at the end of july and my birthday is july 22nd so usually the day that it came out, my parents would just go, like, get it for me and bring it back. And it was usually around my birthday in the summer. And I would just sit and read them all. Um, well, I have a twin brother. And his name's William. And he started reading them. And I also have an older sister to give you my whole life story. And she and I were kind of like, oh, that's for boys. Like, only no. boys. No. Like, yeah, so dumb. I'm embarrassed about it now. Um, but he would kind of talk about it. I was like, okay, that sounds kind of cool, actually. <laughs> and so, but I was, like, trying to be cool with, like, my older sister or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I would, like, I remember, like, um, going to, like, the corner of my elementary school library and, like, stealing a little bean bag. <laughs> and, like, setting 
up with Harry Potter, like, doing it all secretly and stuff. So I was like, I actually really like this. But I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> so that's why, that's how I got into it. Thanks. Now my whole family loves it. It's so great. Good. It's a happy ending. I vividly remember the first time that I saw a Harry Potter book. It was third grade. And I'd, I'd always been a reader, but... I was a competitive reader because we had accelerated reader. And so to me, reading was not an activity of enjoyment. This was a competition. You got to win those points. You get those points as much as possible. God, that's so weird. I I know, right? And I remember there was a kid in my third grade class named Ben. And Ben had this book that didn't look like any book I'd ever seen before because I was a competitive reader. I judged every book by its cover, like you're supposed to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember asking Ben, I said, what is that? He was Harry Potter. I owe him a debt for life because I <laughs> loved this series my entire life. And just like you said, Christina, I devoured them. I think there was only two out at the time. And from that point forward, I was at every midnight release. I actually got the second copy at the Barnes & Noble in Short Pump when uh, the number six book came out. And wow. I just, I, I it's always been a huge part of my life and... I've absolutely loved the series, and it kind of ruined my reading career because after that, I didn't want to read anything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's like when my brother read Percy Jackson for the first time. That's all he read for like two years. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. He wrote the theme song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just, something really speaks to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to the point where I would just, I'm sure I'm not the only one in this group, but, you know, if it was a rainy day or if I was bored, I would just go and pick up any of them and not not even start at the beginning just flip literally open up to whatever page i happen to open to and start reading Mm -hmm. um that's why when people ask you how many times you read it i don't know yeah honestly it's hard cover to cover at least 10 times each yeah well and my answer changes for the original trilogy it's probably somewhere in the 15 range but for the last two or three maybe between five and ten you know so i know exactly how many times i've read the series and it's one because i cannot reread books and it bugs the hell out of me and i don't know how many <laughs> but you're gonna do it now you're about to we're gonna I know, do it. i'm fine with having this on record there's only one book that i've ever been able to reread and it's the twilight series eclipse um, <laughs> my favorite it. fun fact about brooke unlike all of you i did not get into harry potter until after all of the books were out And that's because I thought I was a cool kid, and I said I hated Harry Potter because everyone else was reading it. And, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I hate those books. I'm cool reading a series of unfortunate events. Which, like, Mm -hmm. granted, (laughs) pretty cool book series. Maybe we'll do that Those are my favorite books. You seem pretty cool. Thank you. (laughs) See? I owe it all to Lemony Snicket. The first piece of the Harry Potter books that I ever read was the epilogue because shut up (laughs) very close so the weekend so like the day or two when it when the last book came out like that week afterwards i was on a mission trip with my church and everyone was reading it because we were like in the middle we were like in the mountains there's no you know and this is also like before iphones so everyone had it and at that point i had seen like whatever movies had come out and I was like, oh, well, I want to find out if Harry lives. So, and I picked up someone's book that was like just sitting on their bed. And I flipped to the end and I read the epilogue and I was very confused. Why are Harry and Ginny married? Why are Hermione and Ron married? Why? Spoilers. All spoilers. All the time. Severus, apparently the bravest <clears throat> man that Harry ever knew. Which I we will get to that. that. Oh, I can't wait. Get to um, that. And then it wasn't until... <laughs> I think it was in eighth grade and there was a winter break where 
I was just kind of like, I mean, why not? And I went into my brother's room and took the first copy because he had all of the like nice hardbacks and I read all of them in that two weeks and I made up for not having read Harry Potter until later by like immediately going really hard. In all fairness, yeah. we probably would have done the same thing if, <clears throat> if all of the books had been available, but like they just weren't. It's a real uh, debate in the young mother's community right now uh, as to what is an appropriate age to start your kids yeah. on Harry Potter and how you like measure out when they yeah. get to well, read the books. I would probably start my kid at, at like six or seven and give them one each year for their birthday, well, maybe. You, you know, maybe a suggestion is if you have a child and you're listening to this podcast, maybe make them read along with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I did with my cousins <laughs> when they were really little is like they wanted to read it and I said, oh, well, we'll read it together. And I think that's, especially now with the illustrated editions, yeah. like that's oh something God. that I, if I like ever have kids, that's something that I really want to do is like read. Read it, read it like it's a storybook, yeah. like, with your kids. Well, something really that I wasn't really thinking about until right now is that, like, because of the way the books came out, like, we really grew up with the characters. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is, like, now that, I, you know, really cool, a cool way to experience Well, it. yeah, because if you had snogging in book one, you wouldn't have been interested because yeah. you were eight. You're yeah. like, I don't care about Yeah. Well, but by the time you got to... Book six, you're like, let me see some snogging. Yeah, hot, <laughs> hot snog. So I actually, uh, I was a slow learner and I didn't learn how to read until I was about 12 or 13. And uh, actually my mother tried everything uh, and she basically just would make me force learn to read. She'd basically make me try to read one sentence and she wouldn't let me go to bed until I did. And then she would do a paragraph and then a page. But uh, because of this, my mom would throw like anything at me. And so uh, one day she came home with this like three box set of books. And she told me that, oh, the lady at the bookstore said this is what all the kids read. And I, I was a very reticent reader because of my difficulty reading. And so I didn't read it at all. Uh, and I remember I eventually opened up the box set and I saw there were some really cool like drawings on the front. And it spurred my imagination, but I still held off on it. And then uh, there was a cute girl. Uh, that I had a crush on. <laughs> Tail is all the time. Yeah. This is like this is like seventh seventh grade, I think. It's cute girl, and I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna try reading this, and so I did. Wait, because she liked it. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, uh, I I enjoyed it, but I didn't have the immediate catch that a lot of people have. Um, but I still kept reading them because everybody else was reading it, and unlike Mary, I wanted to be a cool kid. I was not, <laughs> but I wanted to be a cool kid, so I read along with everybody, and I tried to make sure I got the book immediately so I could be part of the conversation, but it actually wasn't until I was like 18, and I actually really discovered my love of reading that I actually went back, and I like binged it, and it was... On a bender! On a bender, yeah, and it was a, yeah, it was a magical journey, man, and it, it really like opened up eyes on it. So, which book is y'all's favorite? Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, Absolutely. The best one. And no. I think I read number four the most. That's the most exciting. I've always said Goblin Fire is the most exciting. Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban is my favorite because it's, I think, a really beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> three is my favorite, but every once in a while, especially when I was in my teenage years, I would love to read number five, just because oh, I love to God. hate on how it's like emo. Yeah. Whenever I would like reread five, when I was in like my angsty teenage years, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, hair, you get it. Like the world sucks. <laughs> well, like, like five, five is the one. I feel like, like five is the one book where like Hogwarts feels as shitty as real yeah. school. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, everything else uh, is like, what are you complaining about? I yeah. I think that five is actually like 
technically the best book because it's so well written. Mm-hmm. Because it is All never shadowing. Never and... in my life have I like felt such raw like hatred. Well, and if you think about and it, it's, it's so it's just such good writing. It's also it is really good writing, and it is it's the only book where Harry is an unreliable narrator, yeah. which yeah. I think is really interesting. Um, he, I mean, you know, he has misinformation, and we just take him for at his word because. He he's hasn't served us wrong for four books. He's yeah. our boy. Well, he's our boy. That's debatable. Well, you know. every single time he thinks <laughs> Snape or Malfoy does it, and well, <laughs> yeah, and, and, I will, well. and I will say like what the nice thing about Book of Five is like the action starts heating up. Like Goblet yeah, of Fire definitely, sticks that's the book yeah. That, way way. Yeah, up. that's the book that gets more adult. I feel yeah. like yeah. I feel like number four in terms of the maturity is like a stepping stone. Like people are gonna die mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and people transition. are gonna like make out and stuff. But, but also five is cool because we actually get like sick ass witch battles and like wizard. Yeah, battles you're like, right. It's not it, just it, like hair. That's when like, it, it escalates. Seeing what magic can do. Well, yeah. because that's when Voldemort reveals himself. Yeah, well, five not beyond the death and danger it has things like racism it has things like uh prejudices and uh dealing with these romantic feelings that anyone at 15 has but doesn't know how to approach and it's really it like you said chris it really is a it it is the big step up i'm not gonna lie going into this i'm really curious to see how it goes because i was trying to think back over my memories of the books before this and i don't remember anything about the mm-hmm. books i it as soon as i watched the movies it just like aggressively replaced any and all memories i ever had i definitely get that that's the way i am with lord of the rings for sure yeah. which no lord of the rings spoilers actually i'll be honest this was this is actually bringing up traumatic memories because i'm one reminded of all the people who died and then being like no we haven't even yeah. started and they're all gonna die yeah, this is yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is actually it's a very sad. traumatic experience for me so Well, there you have it, a little sneak peek of what is to come in the restricted section. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated and look out for our first episodes releasing on February 26th. Until then, follow us on Instagram at restrictedsectionpod. Stay magical, my friends. The Restricted Section was created and hosted by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music in this episode is by Ryan Kahn, my badass little brother. Logo by Michael Hardison and technical support from Sean Watson. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I do want to note, uh, as we are all Americans, we are going to be using Sorcerer's Stone and not Philosopher's Stone. I refuse to believe that a philosophy major did anything of import. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you they'd find out you were a stand-up comedian of their own. <laughs>